This is an IELTS Energy Podcast, episode 931. How do you describe a bar chart on IELTS? Welcome to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English, downloaded more than 18 million times with former IELTS examiner Jessica Beck and Aubrey Carter, the IELTS whiz. If you are stuck with a low score, our insider method will help you get the score you need to unlock your dreams. Get your estimated band score now with our two-minute quiz at allearsenglish.com slash my score. How do you write a band seven or higher essay about a bar chart? What if there are too many numbers and you don't know how to organize it? Not to worry. Today, we'll give you the most important strategies to make writing about bar charts easy peasy. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, my friend, Aubrey. How is your day going so far? I'm doing all right. It's a beautiful day here. How's Portland? <laughs> um, Windy. We've had like this weird high wind warning for a couple days. Um, and it's just been odd. It's like, it, yeah, it's super windy. And then there's like wildfires outside Portland. Ooh. So then all the smoke comes in and the sky is all hazy. Um, it's kind of surreal yeah, wind, in Portland. Wind and wildfires don't mix well together. Right? No. You know, California is covered in wildfires. It's a oh problem gosh. right now. It is terrible. Guys, um, this information is connected to global warming and climate change. If you just like Google some news, guys, about wildfires and climate change, um, you'll have some interesting ideas for IELTS. I'll just, (laughs) I'll leave it at that because the connection (laughs) is in there. It's science. Okay. So today, guys, we are going to talk about academic task one and specifically bar charts because we have students asking about this all the time. Um, Have you graded many uh, task one essays lately, Aubrey? Yes, I was just telling Jessica they're like (laughs) flooding in right now. I think quite a few of our students sort of put things on hold a little bit when test centers were closed and now they're ready to get their essays corrected and get feedback. So I'm inundated by them, which is great because I actually really love correcting them and giving feedback and seeing students improve. So it's a good thing. Yes, totally. Um, And I've had a lot more personal coach classes lately. And I, you know, guys, a very common question I find myself asking students when we are looking at their task one essay together is I try to get them to think about why these numbers are in their essay. Um, Teaching isn't just about commanding and telling and demanding, right? It's about eliciting ideas from students and getting students to discover themselves what is good and what could be improved about their essay. Um, Isn't that like the Socratic method? right? Like asking questions. 
Yes, exactly. Right. We're getting away from the old education system where we just lectured at students and talk at them and they take notes. We realized it doesn't work. Education in general has realized that's not the way to learn. And so, yeah, if we're eliciting information, students are actually really figuring out what they need to do to get the scores. And then they're able to apply it on the next practice essay they write. Yes, exactly. Um, So today, guys, Aubrey and I are going to focus on two scores for your task one, the task score and the cohesion coherence score. Now, if you're not working with an IELTS professional, guys, that person cannot help you improve these scores. (laughs) Okay. Um, I mean, Aubrey worked so hard last year to become certified as a three keys trainer, and she could tell you that it is unique, right? I mean- Definitely. Like you were obviously you were like a professional English teacher before working with IELTS, right? Could you have given good feedback on an IELTS exam without knowing this stuff? No, definitely not, right? When I first started looking at task one essays, for example, and and the score rubric, what is required, I realized right away I would be focusing way too much on perfect grammar and right. great vocabulary, and I would not have known what exactly needs to be done to get a high score on task response and cohesion coherence in order to get the score you need. This is why natives don't always get the best marks on the IELTS exam. Yes, especially for academic task one, guys. It's weird. It is weird. I started teaching IELTS before I knew anything about IELTS, and then I learned about it, and then I became an examiner. And I have been teaching IELTS for, gosh, like 16 years at this point, guys. But I can remember those first couple classes trying to explain academic writing task one and being like, I don't know. I mean, I didn't say that, but like, it's not just like a, a natural thing to know how to write about a bar chart, a pie chart, a line graph. Um, So that's why, guys, you need these insider strategies because we make it easy in Three Keys IELTS, guys. You can check it out. Go to allearsenglish.com slash K-E-Y-S. And we have everything, academic, paper, computer, general, it's all there. So let's get into these scores and let's help our students be more knowledgeable about how to organize numbers in really difficult bar charts. So what is the first question a student should ask themselves when they see a bar chart, Aubrey? So they want to look at all the information provided for a given bar chart and figure out, is this a static or a change over time chart? Is this showing information that change, changes over dates provided, or is it a snapshot in time, a static essay, meaning there is no change, there aren't dates provided showing, um, you know, it started this way in 1998 and then changed, and now we have, you know, what's in 2020. So you have to decide what type of chart are you looking at, and that will determine the type of task one essay you write. Exactly. Because um, that's the trickiest thing about bar charts as they could be either. You know what I mean? Like a yep. line graph is always change over time. A table, almost always static, but a bar chart could be either. Um, like I've seen bar charts that are showing exactly the same information as a line graph, but it's just presented as a bar chart, right? So if you get a question like that, guys, right? If it's showing you like if the beginning bars are 1980 and the final bars are 2020, 
change over time. Just draw a line connecting the bars so it's like easier for you to understand. That's what I do. Um, and then you'll get other bar charts that is like static, right? These are the numbers comparing um, adults and children in 2020 or whatever. Um, and that's a static. So that decides what type of essay you write. That decides what numbers you choose. That decides what vocabulary you should use because that is the biggest mistake I see students making in task one is not not knowing if it's static or change over time and using the wrong vocabulary. So like, guys, you're never going to say increase or decrease in a static essay because nothing is increasing. Nothing is changing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And that is the next thing you have to worry about is what is your overall trend? You need to know right. if if it's a change over time essay, you're going to talk in the overall 10, you're just going to say, was there an increase? Was there a decrease? Generally, overall, what happened in that time provided on the chart? Or if it's a static essay, you're providing overall, what does the information show? Right. Overall, what's the highest? What's the lowest? Um, so guys, like this first question is it static or change over time? That governs the whole rest of what you're going to do, the overall trend, the numbers you choose, right? Also, grammar, right? Specifically, verb tense. So if, okay, here's a good question, Aubrey. If the test question is like, these numbers are for 2014, um, what verb tense should we use? Right. So if it's a snapshot for one one date in time that's in the past, you're going to use past simple. But you do have to be careful because if it's a change over time essay, Jessica and I have both seen, and you guys have probably seen when you're doing practice essays, that sometimes it will start with a date in the past, go to the present, and even continue to the future. Right. So that's going to be a little more complicated with your verb tenses. Yeah, totally. And you know what, guys? If it's a static essay, um, even if there is no date, because sometimes there's no date. It's just like these numbers are generally true, right? Use right. present simple. And even if it's like numbers in 2014, you can use present simple. That's called the historical present. We use it when we're describing pictures, even pictures from the past, which I guess all pictures are from the past, aren't they? Um, so like, that's fine, but you just have to choose one verb tense and go with it, right? The, the, right, like, exactly. You just can't change between verb tenses. That's when you'll get marked down. Um, okay. So now the next thing you need to look for on this bar chart, guys, to help you organize your numbers before you start writing. Notice like all of this advice we're giving you, we're not even writing the essay yet. Like really for task one, guys, all of the work you need to do is really before you write. And then when you write your essay, it's super fast because it's all planned for you. You know what vocab to use. You know the overall trend. So it's really this preparation. That's what that's where you get the scores, right? That would be a huge mistake to just look at it and start writing and try to kind of figure out what to include as you write. If you don't do this vital planning to organize it and make sure that you understand what information to include, that's going to be a very low scoring essay. Yeah, it'll be a five. Like I'm just yeah, it's gonna be a five. <laughs> I'm just gonna throw that out there, guys. If you don't plan your academic task one and you just start writing, um, I would be very surprised if you even get a six, honestly. Um, mm-hmm. okay. So then the next thing we look for is a key. So, guys, oh my gosh, the keys are so important. So, guys, picture this, all right? You have the bar graph, or it could be a line graph, either one, and then you Either 
to the right of this chart or below this chart, there is another box. That is the key. The key explains what the bars represent, right? So it's like these dark gray bars, these are males. The white bars, these are females, right? So you'll often see a key on questions that look really hard, questions that look like there is just way too much information to even organize. You know what? It's easy if you use the key. So what? how can we use the key to organize our numbers? Like, what is that strategy, Aubrey? Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So what we suggest in Three Keys IELTS, this is such a good strategy, is to divide the information. You want an intro paragraph and two body paragraphs. So just divide the information in half. Use that key and draw a line between if there are, you know, three pieces of information, draw a line between maybe the first one and then the second one, just to divide it in two so that you know what you are going to have in your first body paragraph above the line and everything below the line will go in your second body paragraph. Yeah. So let's, here's an example, guys. I'm looking at a question that looks really hard from Cambridge Cambridge 15. It's about coffee and tea buying and drinking habits in five cities in Australia. So, I mean, oh my gosh, there's five cities. There's uh, percentages from 20 to 70. Um, and then there's a key with three different, you know, explanations because there's three different bars for each city. So, like, draw the line. But also, take an extra second to think about the logic of these groups, right? So, for example, this key, right, it says that one group bought fresh coffee, one group bought instant coffee, and the other group went to a cafe. So the logical place to draw the line would be to have group one about people buying coffee, right? Fresh and instant. And so that's paragraph two. And then paragraph three will be about people that went to a cafe. Because here's the other thing, guys. Here's another quick tip about cohesion coherence. We always talk about topic sentences for task two. But you know what, guys? You should also have them for task one. So here, for example... To begin paragraph two, I could say, regarding those who purchased their coffee from a store or supermarket, and then in paragraph three, I could be like, um, turning to the consumers who went to a coffee shop to purchase their caffeine. (laughs) So like, we have linking words, we have the topic of the paragraph, it's just a whole other level of organizing your essay. Um, okay, are there any other little tips we could give students about bar charts, Aubrey? Yeah, I think it's so key to know which numbers to include. You cannot include every bar, every percentage, every city. You need to figure out what you can include. The most important numbers, highest second highest, lowest, anything that really stands out as exceptionally odd or different. And the rest of the numbers, you cannot include all of them, or it's just extra information. You don't have time to include all of that. And you need to, the examiner needs to know why all the information you're including is important. 
Exactly. Guys, if you include all the numbers, um, then you're going to get a five for task achievement. Okay, that's like black and white, something we look at when we're grading your essays as IELTS examiners, guys. If you include all the numbers, you get a five. Because what we're looking for to achieve the task is your ability to identify only the important information and then include only that in your essay. So this is this is a way we try to help students improve their own essays, right? Look at the numbers in your task one essay and ask yourself, why? is this here? Why is it important? Is it interesting at all? And if your answer, guys, is like, oh, there's a small change in 1992. Guys, anything small is not important. It's not going to be in your essay. Okay. Um, Okay, guys. So one last tip for task one, you do not need a conclusion. Um, We still get this question, surprisingly. Um, Aubrey, why is a conclusion not necessary in task one? I mean, I feel like there are a few reasons. First of all, all that matters is that you include the most important information in an organized way. You don't need to summarize. You don't need to conclude anything. So it's just not necessary and you don't have time. You need to spend, you know, 20 minutes max on task one so that you have the rest of that hour for task two. And if you spend more time, you're taking it away from the time you need to brainstorm and write your task two. So don't waste it writing a conclusion that you don't need. Exactly. Um, In both academic task one and general task one, guys, every sentence is necessary. Every sentence should be helping your score. Every strategy in Three Keys IELTS, guys, is directly linked to the scoring system that I used every week on thousands of essays from thousands of students. Um, And guys, having a conclusion it doesn't help your score. Like there's nothing, (laughs) there's nothing that it would improve by including. It only wastes time. That's it. You need all of the words, all the 150 words you need to express the important numbers, right? So that's why it's, it's a waste, guys. Like don't, no, you don't need to do that. Um, and again, like that's something that if you're studying with a tutor who doesn't know about IELTS, they're going to tell you to have a conclusion. And that drives me bonkers. (laughs) Yeah, they just don't realize a lot of teachers, they're used to other types of academic writing, almost all writing, all essay writing that would make sense to have a conclusion. But if they don't know about the IELTS exam, they're going to steer you wrong. If they tell you to spend time writing a conclusion for task one, don't do it. Exactly. Um, Okay, guys. So just I want to give a real quick shout out to Ramses who just got the scores he needed. He got that seven on writing. He's going to be on the show really soon, guys. So listen up for that. Um, And if you want access to the same system of strategies, we've shared a lot of insider tips with you guys today. But if you want the complete system, so task one is easy. Guys, if you have our system, task one is easy. Um, Check out the course Three Keys IELTS. It is guaranteed to increase your score. Um, Where can students go to check out the course, Aubrey? Yes, go to allersenglish.com slash keys. And I really can tell you guys, I, I remember being kind of stumped by task one with everything I had with my bachelor's and master's, everything I knew about academic writing and essay writing. I still was, I'm not sure exactly. And then I went through the three keys module and suddenly it was so simple, so easy to organize it, could do them so quickly. And I know it'll be the same for you. So if you're struggling at all with your task one essay, definitely come check it out. allersenglish.com slash keys. 
Awesome. All right. Ooh, this is a long task one episode today, Aubrey. Uh, so much to say. About so much task to say. One. Um, and that's <laughs> not even everything. You've got to be in the course to know everything about task one. Uh, okay, Aubrey, um, have a great rest of the day, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Yes. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to IELTS Energy. Hit subscribe now and don't forget to find your estimated band score at allearsenglish.com slash my score.